Section 48 of The Catholic's Ready Answer. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Michael Migliaccio. The Catholic's Ready Answer by Reverend M. P. Hill. Section 48. The human race, how old is it? A modern objection. In the mud of the Mississippi, skeletons have been found that must have been there at least 60,000 years. Hence, the Bible's reckoning of 4,000 years from Adam to Christ is discredited by physical science. The answer, it is anything but certain that the Bible reckons 4,000 years between Adam and Christ. There are varying texts and different versions of the sacred writings. If the genealogies given in the Latin Vulgate are to be regarded as determining the age of the human race, the successive generations of men do indeed make up a total of some 4,000 years, but according to the Greek Septuagint, more than a thousand more must be reckoned. And yet both versions are in use in the church. Ecclesiastical authority leaves it undecided which of the two accounts is the correct one, or whether both are not wrong and a third, that of the original text, right. But a more important point still to be noted by students and readers of the sacred books is that even if the Vulgate, or the Septuagint, as the case might be, should be proved to be in all respects authentic and substantially trustworthy, the Bible need not necessarily be regarded as determining the age of the human race. Catholic biblical scholars whose orthodoxy cannot be questioned admit this view and support it, with solid arguments. True, the names and ages of successive patriarchs are given in the Bible, and a plain reader of the text might consider it a simple problem in arithmetic to figure out the total age of the human race from Adam to Christ. But as scholars view it, the problem may be a more intricate one, not only because we have no certainty of the number of years in the original text of pre-Mosaic genealogies, but also because there are grave reasons for thinking that there may be gaps in the genealogies of the Bible, not, however, of a kind to detract from the Bible's inerrancy. The reasons in detail the reader will find in the articles in the Catholic Encyclopedia entitled Chronology, Biblical, and Genealogy in the Bible. Our only concern here is to state that there is nothing either in Catholic scholarship or in the pronouncements of the Church authority obliging us to hold that the Bible fixes the age of the human race as 4,000 or 5,000 or indeed any definite number of years. If neither scholarship nor authority can read an exact and complete chronology into the Bible, much less can the average skeptic who lightly, and for the most part ignorantly, appeals to the results of scientific research. Apart from what we know from the Bible, the insignificance of our knowledge of primate man is indicated by the meager collection of prehistoric human remains preserved in our great museums. There is indeed an immense collection of implements, such as tools and weapons of flint, and a certain number of carvings and drawings, all of which give evidence of the manual skill and the mental capacity of the men belonging to the Stone Age, a period deriving its name from the use of stone implements before the use of metals was known. But the search for human remains, such as skulls, jawbones, or thigh bones, and especially for whole skeletons, has been much less fruitful. The following is almost a complete list of really important finds of prehistoric human relics. A human skull found in the Neanderthal Valley, near Düsseldorf, and a few others of the same peculiar type. An underjaw found at Nollet in Belgium. A skeleton discovered at Cannstatt, Germany. A jawbone found in the Schipka Cave in Moravia. 
the complete skeletons of a woman found at Spy in Belgium, a skeleton found at Olmo in Tuscany, a skull discovered at Ijishima in Alsace, a skeleton found at Galley Hill in Kent, a jawbone found in a sand pit at Mao near Heidelberg, a jawbone and fragments of a cranium discovered at Piltdown in Sussex. These remains are in some cases the merest fragments of human skeletons, and much difficulty has been experienced in the task of reconstruction, that is to say, in the attempt to present an idea of the whole from indications supplied by the parts. In the case of the Piltdown remains, it is doubtful whether the jawbone and the imperfect cranium belong to the same individual, and whether they are both human. What is the value of these human remains? They would possess a considerable value to the student of prehistoric man if they bore any indication of their age, but their age is a matter of conjecture. Supposing they belong to the Stone Age, do they belong to the earlier periods of that epoch or to the later? As regards the Neanderthal skull, Professor Virchow, whose authority will not be questioned, assures us that there is no proof that it dates from the early Stone Age, but admits that it may possibly belong to the later Stone Age. Its age is undetermined, he says and it may be of a much later date, quoted by Rank, Der Mensch, 2, page 484. So speak the really great men of science about the significance of these remains, generally, as bearing on the age of the human race. They simply do not know at what interval the present generation stands from the time when these human relics were deposited in the places where they were found. They can guess, they can hazard calculations in which a number of ifs must be understood, but this is not exact science, and it should never be quoted as such against the Bible. The reader can form an idea of the present state of science in this connection when he is told the, that the estimates of the age of the race vary from 10,000 years, perhaps much too low a figure, to 10 million. The estimates that mount highest are generally those of evolutionists, who assume without a particle of proof that man was gradually evolved from the ape and that the evolution required an enormous lapse of time. But evolutionary theory is one thing, well-authenticated fact quite another. But our opponents have another stone in their wallet. They appeal to the astronomical tables of the East Indians, but happily modern astronomy enables us to lay the objection to rest. The eminent astronomer Litrow is surely entitled to be heard on the subject. He says, The astronomical tables of the Indians, to which they themselves attribute so high an antiquity, show clearly that they were drawn up at a time when the motion of Saturn was slowest and that of Jupiter fastest. And this circumstance enables us to determine with some certainty the time at which these tables were composed. If the eccentricities which they assigned to several of the planetary orbits be combined, it becomes very probable, as Laplace has shown, that the tables, so far from having been composed 4,000 years before the beginning of our reckoning, really date from a period as late as the beginning of the 16th century after Christ, and were made after the model of European tables. Wonder des him, Mills, page 831. Science has really nothing to say against the comparatively recent origin of man, and the Bible is in possession of the field. See Apes and Men and Evolution. End of section 48.